Hey, Georgia. Hey, it was good to see you again. All that shit you was talking? Yeah, you're welcome. Anyways, I'm glad I, I, I had to get that off my chest because I know we got some listeners from Georgia. We are, we, we're going to talk about college football. But again, <laughs> welcome to another other episode of Who That Rises Up. Sports start with a gay twist. Again, welcome. I am Kenny Cantrell. Again, I'm here with my sister, Glenn Reeves. How you doing, sis? Girl, I'm good, but bitch, I thought you were talking about the Falcons for a second. I was complete. That's why my old age just kept creeping. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Georgia, not the Falcons. Oh, I got it. The other Georgia. Girl, right, girl, right, I had right. for a second. I was like, bitch, who's talking to? No, 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 no. Now, listen, just like any dysfunctional relationship, I have not let them come back into the house yet. However... I accepted the flowers. Oh. I accepted the flowers when they fired Dan Quinn. They oh, they sent you some cute red and white ones. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 yeah. Look, they sent me some cute flowers. And, you know, I, I like that. You know, they send the edible arrangements to my workhouse. You know, you know, I like. I miss you. Like, you know, uh, apology cards and whatnot. Singing like, you know, they. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they singing, they singing, singing grounds and all that jazz. So you know they're making, they're making some romantic gestures with with the Dan Quinn firing and whatnot. And I hear Arthur Blank whispering sweet nothings in my ear about his being noncommittal about Matt Ryan. So I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm accepting their gifts. They just haven't been. I haven't let them back in the house yet. So I won't be talking shit for them. However, Georgia Bulldogs, you got some. Thank you. Girl, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got walked the pavement like the old good hard pavement here in New Orleans where they got pop and up and down sidewalks. And I was like, girl, am I, who is this people that they would, that, that was ranked number four? Whatever number the fuck they was. Well, you know, I, I, like it, what, it's been said again, over and over again. There hasn't been a Nick Saban. Uh, a former assistant that's been hired as a head coach has actually beaten him yet. Dan Mullins mm-hmm. tried, ain't happened. Kirby Smart has tried several times, ain't happened. Like none of his assistants that have been hired have beat him. So, you know, uh, what can what can I say? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you go. Never mind. We'll talk about that. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode seven, and I think what will be, a, as you can tell already, a very fun and fun-filled uh, episode. We have lots to talk about and lots to go over. I've got lots of uh, wine, so. <laughs> now, if we ain't alcoholics, like I, like someone told me on um, Kenny, and also reminds check the Facebook page, like someone mentioned to us, um, that that it's like G.I. Joe, bitch. Knowing it's half the battle, drinking is half the battle. Okay. It really is. Listen, listen. I'm grown and my bills are paid. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on Facebook that said if somebody offered you three hundred million dollars, could you could you stop drinking? I said, Well, guess I'll never be rich. <laughs> well, I said, because drinking help a lot of folks, including my husband, stay alive. So <laughs> Listen, listen, America. That this podcast goes off a lot. It goes off funny, regardless. Think about that. When somebody said, "Yeah, I can do it easily," you know, you just pay somebody else to buy you a drink. The fuck I look like? I'm grown. I can buy my own drink. Hello. Well, let me think about it. Let me think about it in the smallest terms I can for y'all. 
first of all, I, I don't ever foresee seeing $300 million in my life. I'm 41, but if I hit the lottery, go figure. But let me tell you, I'll hide on the priority list of things to do during the day or weekend is drink. <laughs> now, if you take that away from me, a lot of motherfuckers are going to come up and get cussed out. They're going to say it's a damn shame what Glenn did to them churn. Okay. It's a, say it. Okay. Like, oof, Lord. Can you do I was just thinking to myself, the last weekend I had that, that was completely sober. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly has not happened. It certainly has not happened since since the pandemic hit. That's for damn sure. I can, oh, okay. I can tell you that. At three hundred million dollars, never take a drink again. I said, oh. And everybody's screaming, yeah, hell yeah, I can do it. I say, well, I'm that bitch. I guess I don't want to be rich. A bitch don't like prosperity, I guess. So, nope. I know. I'm good. Lord knows. <laughs> Lord, knows the, Lord knows the type of alternatives that I would find. That, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't know. If, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll be to left this earth like within a year or so. <laughs> that, that, I'd be a drug addict. I, I tell you, I would. It'd be horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thank everyone for allowing us to drink and be and share our views because baby, listen, without alcohol, honey, and not $300 million when you don't have either. Shit, that's a, that's a sad state of affairs, honey, from John. Okay. Uh, Look, uh, but even the first miracle was turning water to wine, so I'm just saying. Hey, hey. hey won't it? <laughs> Bless your spirit with that statement right there. See, but y'all want to give me $300 million. I tell you what, I'll buy, go buy a total wine just to say, if I don't get no fucking alcohol, ain't nobody getting I'll pet like that bitch close. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get what you going inside to do? See, I'd be that kind of woman, and it'd be bad for business, and yeah, so no. <laughs> um, it really would, but I would have my baby daddies of the week. Yes. And they have made me very proud, um, least to say. Um, I will start with the obvious for myself and my sister, um, the Atlanta Braves, the entire team from top to bottom. I am proud. I, I Yes, it was a a grave disappointment for us to come from one game of the Super Super Bowl, sorry, World Series in 20 years, since 1999, um, and not make it. But to watch that team, Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Christian Pache, who who up until the playoffs hadn't played but four games in the in the big leagues, um, Adam Duvall, uh, Ozzy Albos, Ronald Acuna, all of those boys who are still in their early 20s. Freddie Freeman is still 31. And Marcelo Zuna, these boys have played their heart out the entire shortened season to come up as the second seed and one game away from the World Series. So I tip my hat off to them, um, the GM. Brian Snicker even did a hell of a job with what he had. Yeah, no, I agree. And what I'm also very encouraged about is the young pitching talent, with you know, such as like Ian Anderson, and I'm encouraged to see them grooming young talent at a, talent out of their farm system because we know that was the secret sauce to their great teams in the 90s. So exactly. I'm, I'm very encouraged, and they definitely uh, achieved a, a lot more than anybody expected. Most people didn't expect them to come out of the, NL, the NLCS. Um, we we right. know their troubles in the division series in the past because uh, they couldn't get past the Cardinals and they had issues Cubs and it you know it was it was seeing the same thing over and over again when they had going these huge runs during the regular season and then fizzle after 
the all-star break and limp into the playoffs and usually get put out in the first round. So I, I, I'm encouraged. I, I think that there's good things for I, them coming. I mean, and to watch their bullpen, not even their starting pitching staff, like Bryce Wilson, A.J. Mentor, all of these boys who normally only would pitch maybe three to five batters at best, go three to four innings and shut shit down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand, like I said, and when you're coming up, let, let me give utmost credit to the Los Angeles Dodgers. But when you, when you have that sort of thing going, if my group was all together, Max Fried, who went out on injury, Cole Hamels, and uh, Felix Hernandez, those three themselves were not with us this year, who we did sign. When you have those three, who knows what we could have done and put out and then go ahead and slide our bullpen into what they needed. Um, I did learn today that Marcelo Zuna, they're hoping that he was on a one-year deal. You know, they are, the Braves are notorious for signing all the best at one-year deals, and then they go out and show out, and all of a sudden we go watch them go back to mm. regression. So the hope is that uh, Acropolis said that he hopes to get Marcelo Zuna back in a Braves uniform for a very long time to come. If anybody deserves it, I will say Marcelo Zuna does. He laid the National League in home runs. He led the league in runs runs by innings. So big ups to him. And like I said, I cannot be proud of the Atlanta Braves. No, it did not end the way that it wants to, but 2021 will come along around a lot quicker. And trust me, we all will be watching. Well, I think that and we'll, I will get into this more, but I just think that this just kind of feels like it's the Dodgers year. But uh, I, I, and aside from that, to get back to the Braves, I like the fact that I have fun watching them again. This isn't this wow. isn't the Braves of like the Brian McCann and the Chipper Jones Braves, where they were like the ethics police of Major League Baseball. Like these guys right. are flipping bats, like they're fun, they're rejoicing, like they are young, they have swagger, they. Are they remind me more of those teams with you know Ron Gantt, Otis Nixon, and David Justice, where there was like this gravitas about them, and I'm really enjoying that. Uh, and right, and even watching Ronald Acuna leap in the air every time there's a hit, mm-hmm. these boys are one and 22, but they can't speak three leagues for English, trust me. But fuck, it don't matter. But these boys are hungry. Nick Marcakis is in his 14th year. Um, and he took a lesser pay cut to join these boys. He came out of uh, being non-committal this season. He opted out and he came back in to join them because he saw something special. And granted, this year was special because, as I said again, we weren't expected to come out of the Reds. We were not. And, and so we did. And we hadn't lost a game until we started playing in the NLCS. So big ups to them. I cannot wait. Um, speaking of which, moving on. Uh, congrats to the LA Dodgers mm-hmm. um, and my next baby daddy who looks like a California boy all day. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't I wish there was a way to dislike him but watching him and knowing that his moments come in the postseason his moments come at big bats and guess what they did when he, Cody Bellinger, ladies and gentlemen, of the L.A. Dodgers, who is a California boy, bright eyes, br- gorgeous blue eyes, gorgeous teeth. I swear he got plenty of money, so he probably, he's probably made up from the head to toe. But um, when he swung the bat in game seven and you heard it come off the bat, as I told my dear sister, Kenny, I said, well, bitch, I changed the channel. I said, <laughs> 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 leave the room. 
it was literally just like, okay, well, fuck, they got now. There was nothing else that could be done at this point. Yeah, no, nah, I like Cody Bellinger has been. I mean, the, the team, the Dodgers. I mean, they, they're full of stars, but he's definitely a standout. I, I'm. Uh, it puts me in mind that home run he hit the other night in game, like in game two. Excuse me, in game one. Yeah, game one. Like it was. It. it <laughs> I, I was I, I was floored <laughs> uh, to, to say the least. I think it was in the fourth inning, um, and you know I, I, I've said I've said before a couple a couple episodes ago I I, I I thought all season long they had the best lineup, and it, it seems to be anchored by him. I know he's been batting six because he's dealing with the slight shoulder issue, but um, yeah, outstanding baseball player for sure. Yeah, he they were celebrating and shit, and he jumped up and they did that elbow to elbow thing and popped it right hmm. on out. Well, and they he they popped that elbow. They, they he popped it out. And he was even gesturing, but um, he did their thing. And I, like I said, am I pulling for the Dodgers this time around? I'm going to be very honest and say no, I'm not. Um, just as I said that Will Smith just hit a home run in the bottom of the sixth. They're now trailed the Tampa Bay Rays six to three. Mm-hmm. Um, who's also another young prodigy of theirs, who's also doing very well. Like I said, the Dodgers bench is full of stars um, from pitching all the way down. But as you said earlier, Kenny, they are going to have to rely on their bullpen, which in hopes can fail them at some point. Well, I think that's what's going to keep Tampa in in this game. You know, they'll eke out a few wins because – uh, LA is going to have to rely on their bullpen more than the Rays will, which they're having to do in this ball game. So I honestly am not surprised. Mm-hmm. I kind of I picked the Rays to win this game for that reason. Um, but you know they get back to their regular rotation uh, tomorrow. Um, so you know we'll see. Well, I will. I think we'll get. We'll discuss. We'll discuss the the uh, World Series a little bit more in detail later on this show. Um, but yeah. Cody Bellinger and I'm taking some look looks at some pictures for right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Just briefly, just made you grab your pearls just for a brief moment. <laughs> Listen, honey, I wouldn't turn them away in a dark alley. Got me through. I promise, I might, I might get drugs and trying to do other things. But, amen. Um, but he he exudes and he knew when it hit the bat, he knew it. He even held the bat until he heard he saw it. And then he just started he thought this slow jog and then it became a run. Like I was like, dude, just run, but run a little watch watch it, honey. I love to watch it. So I tend to think that that's a that's a thing. So for me, it was just, oh, the Dodgers are you're right. It feels like they year, but Let's be realistic. It has felt like their year for the last three. A fair point. Fair point. Uh, they got beat to Nationals, who for a while last year, we all know, were like, are y'all going to make the playoffs? And all of a sudden, they came back like a storm and wore everybody out in the division. You That's get true. What I'm saying? That's true. Fair point. But uh-huh. there is a difference this year. And, and and I'll bring it up when we discuss the World Series uh, uh, more fully. But there's a difference. And there's a reason why I think this year is the year. Right. So we're going to switch gears for a brief moment because I do want to talk about this person because he is daily fine and got plenty of money. But his last actions over the course of the last two weeks have have caused for my concern of going, are you still in your right mind or has the COVID-19 got to you? When in fact, (laughs) I am talking about... um, (laughs) Uh, 
soccer player for Juventus, Cristiano Ronaldo, who is fine like frog hair, baby. Uh, can I, Lord, have mercy. I every time I see my mouth starts to water, my eyes start to weep, because that man is so fine. But my eyes is a blessing. It God chiseled that man. I don't know what they doing over in the in the Portugal where he lived, but honey, listen. I if they make him like him, I might pack all okay. my shit. Like a little man, sunshine. I they ain't gonna be able to make it home. Lord. <laughs> anyhow. So, as we all know, Cristiano Ronaldo, he contracted COVID-19 and decided that, like some other people I know, to remain nameless, go three days of quarantine and go, guess what? I'm going to play soccer. And his team allowed him to. um, Because, I guess, of his name. Um, He's a great athlete, but do do I enjoy the judgment of risking others? Probably not, just because you're you're Ronaldo. I, I don't, but now they're saying that Andrew Messi, because I just read it today, and I was going to mention that to you, that his players won't on the on the other team that Andrew Messi plays on will not play with him this week. Well, he actually put himself in quarantine, so he's not playing. He did oh, put he himself did. in quarantine. Yeah, he put uh, himself in quarantine, so he won't be playing. He shaved his head too. Did my baby dad? Yeah. Pick- who told he my baby said, that? Yeah, that, that sometime this afternoon, pictures that. Oh, I'm Yeah, he shaved his head. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right. shit, I see him. Ooh, he. F- let me tell you. Fine. Let me tell you the mistake eyebrows. Black cop and his boss. Baby, look. Lady eyebrows, honey. I, let me tell you what I do know, honey. The drag queen on once or twice a hundred stand at the gate. She got somebody playing the eyebrows, honey. Because right, lady, right, like he I looks mean. like he's ready to go ahead and put the wig on. Because <laughs> like, them eyebrows, them eyebrows are snatched. She said, cool. I mean, but you hold <laughs> eyebrows. eyebrows are good and snatched and pulled and ready to go. <laughs> Baby, not right. place. Listen, honey. I listen. Like I said, honey. I guess we go get Corona together because bless him. Um, so yeah, I I do. I'm glad he's quarantined himself because I like I said, I was reading that Andrew Messi and company decided that they weren't going to join this weekend and go. No, we're not playing. So as as much as I was looking forward to a matchup because I do watch soccer all of ninety minutes of back and forth and the score only uses zero to zero. <laughs> zero. I'm as casual uh, of a soccer but, fan as you as you can get. I go to play, I go to MLS games, but usually, like I don't leave remembering most of it. <laughs> you remember that one year we all decided when in Orlando, bitch, to all through the world soccer, they was winning games and advancing. Out when they said they lost, they found them and me and you were so drunk, we was like, wait, they lost right. like, the game over, bitch. I feel like we. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you an MLS game that I like. I distinctly remember the ending of. <laughs> I do like the MLS's back tournament when they finished second. Um, yeah, I remember that because we watched it. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. But watching his finance run up and down, him and I'm, a, I figured him up. But I'm gonna let you look him up for next week's episode. His name is Henry Kane, and he's an angel. Okay, God Almighty, <laughs> God Almighty. So, ladies and gentlemen, that does conclude my baby dads of the week. They get better and better. But as I said again, my favorites this week are, of course, the Atlanta Braves and God Almighty, Dan Vic Swanson, and that good. Don't you have good hair? Is praising. 
<laughs> Baby, listen. He every he bends down and flings it back and shit. I feel like I'm in an old shower commercial, and all it just moves with him and uh, all the wind and the air. And it, he could be sweaty as shit. He all that hair move at one time. I said, <laughs> <laughs> he did that shit at Game Seven. They were sitting there looking all distraught, and I just wanted okay. to hug him. <laughs> I just wanted to hug him. Man. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry uh-huh. too. But then I just wanted to give home to my babies. All right, what what can we go buy to make us feel better? Uh-huh. Notice nope. I said, uh, I'm right with you, nigga. I know what you're talking about. You good? <laughs> I'm right with you. <laughs> How to make us feel better? What do you What do you need to do to get over this hump? Well, personally, what do we need to do? Because I I'm only gonna talk about this for about 48 more hours. We are going to digress. We're gonna try something new. We go on vacation far, far away. We like that. We're gonna go spend all your coins if necessary mm-hmm. to make you feel better, honey. You. You need to, I mean, I'm here for whatever gets you over this up to April of next year when you got to right. go back to work. Okay. <laughs> you got to right. back to work. I would just get you. So, you know. Um, so now it's time for hits of the week. What do you want to do? Uh, we got to do I the. Uh, um, we got to talk about the picks from last week. Oh shit! You are right. So last week we had some fun it stuff. Was a, it was a. It was a. It was a good um, weekend of NFL football. So. It was, it, and it, I think now that some of the the bullshit games, even though there's still going to be a few, going a lot more of the week. So the good shit is starting now. It's going to be we we getting some really good ones, but then, <laughs> yeah, we still get no surprising ones that I go. Yeah, we still have to look at the Jets and Giants, really so you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, can't I won't. First. Look, I can't, I shan't, I won't. First up, ladies and gentlemen, the Browns and mm-hmm. the Steelers. Well, would you like to start or would I you would like, like to start? You go Because right <laughs> if you recall last week, I said that I would give Baker Mayfield a chance to crawl out from underneath the rock that I put him in, depending on his performance, you know, in this game, because people were starting to jump on his bandwagon and whatnot. And I kept, I kept... Saying, you know, like every experiment or test or whatnot goes through its periods where it's producing false positives. And that's what I think that we saw. I think that there is a Baker Mayfield size gap that's separating the Browns from the rest of the AFC, the top of the AFC North. I think that there is a lot of talent on that team. And I think that it's the difference between the elite quarterbacks in this league and Baker Mayfield is that they enhance what you do have on the team. And Baker Mayfield seems to be limiting the weapons and the talent that they have on the team. It's only made worse that their run game has been, and it's still potent, but they lost Nick Chubb. And how do you replace a Nick Chubb? The answer is you don't. No, 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 <clears throat> no, uh, you know, no offense to Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb is a beast of a running back. No, yeah, and it's just, not. it's just, but yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you know, like, I, I, I do recognize that the Steelers' front seven is extremely stout, and Baker Mayfield was sacked four times, and there was this monster hit he took from Cam Hayward. Did you see that? It's the Yes, I had to, I watched the highlights. I did. I did watch the highlights. I didn't see the game, but he I watched took that the monster hit from Cam, mm-hmm. Cam Hay- Hayward, which like which in and he you know he re injured or re aggravated a rib injury or whatnot. And so people, are, I I noticed a lot on on sports talk this morning. People make a lot of excuses about that 
and 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 try and almost seem to be scapegoating the offensive line. But I mean, I, I'll use that particular play and that hit as an example. How many times have you seen have you seen Tom Brady recognize trouble, know that he's about to take a big hit, hit and he hits the ground so he can live to fight another day? Like, how many times have you mm-hmm. seen him do that? What you saw Baker Mayfield do is get wrapped up around his ankles, still looking to do something highly improbable with the ball, stood up, and he got shellacked for it. And it's and 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 and, and that's a part of the decision making <laughs> deficit that I've been seeing in him for for uh, frankly, like in my opinion, since since he got in the league. Uh, and and I just don't, I just, I just don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't. Like I don't see him as a number one. Whoa! But Kevin Stefanski got that ass together and yanked him directly. Rough the game. All right, that's enough of that well, shit. Even, that, Come even, on out. even in that, though, he gave this BS, like this BS excuse saying, like, well, he did that to protect, you know, Baker Mayfield because he's, he, you know, he was hitting the ground a lot. Like I say, he had four sacks, he had 27 something hurries. But that's an excuse. Like, that's a big excuse because he just doesn't want to throw his quarterback under the bus. Um, the fact of the matter is, right. That's the thing Shanahan did to Jimmy G. It's you, you was getting shellacked, and Jimmy G was on that ground a whole lot. You protected mm-hmm. his legs and that knee. You get what I'm saying? It's his first game back. So, definitely, I saw kind of the same, the same kind of interview going the same way, going, Oh, well, you pulled him. No, let's. And, like I said, all you, you guys heard me say all the past two to three weeks, Oh my God, look at Baker Mayfield. And, of course, my sister mm-hmm. was like, Girl, not yet. <laughs> not yet. And all of a sudden, I'm all because my pick this week, I actually chose the Browns, and because I was like, okay, Baker Mayfield gonna step up. You know, he got he got weapons, and it goes to show you, boys, gays, and all things in between. No matter how many weapons you got, if your quarterback, if you if you can a protect your quarterback, b your quarterback doesn't know the the functionality of his role, he's not going to be successful, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, I, like I, I don't really have, I don't really have anything else to say except for the Steelers showed exactly why they're a five and O team, and I think we're going to discuss uh, the game coming up with the Titans later. So I will get into it a little bit further. Um, Absolutely. As we go on, all I know is I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it with this: um, Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown more than two hundred fifty yards passing uh, um, in any game this season yet, and he's still averaging six point four yards per attempt. It's tied for 26 in the league. Nope. Like, there are there are teams like Baltimore yeah. who almost average that rushing. So, you know, do the math. Yeah, that is a very valid point. Well, on to another um, very interesting game who I thought for a while it would be very – we thought all week long it actually would be very competitive back and forth because we had some of – two of the best known quarterbacks and Hall of Famers will be signing their um, – Bust in Canton, um, the Packers and the Bucks, which turned out to be a fucking shellacking. Of course, I was like, "Who and what is going Listen, on?" <laughs> you know, I, I so I have, all right, I got two things to say about that game. Green Bay came in undefeated, as a lot of people were starting to speculate and ask questions: Are they the best team in the NFC? They, you know, with the MVP candidate, and he left. <laughs> extremely defeated with a defeated performance by Aaron Rodgers and an injured left tackle 
and an injured wide receiver and Lazard at a position where they're already thin because Devontae uh, Adams is still battling, in, you know, his hamstring injury. So I have to say, I, I will say this. Todd Bowles knows how to coach defense, and that Tampa Bay defense is really coming together. And the scary thing about that is right. as Tampa Bay took over, no, uh, for, with that win, they took over first place in the NFC South. And what I will say is historically, mm. if you look at those old New England teams, and some of some of I changed that, not some. Tom Brady's most dominant seasons when they messed around and gave him a dominant, the uh, dominant defense because he was he wasn't spectacular, exactly. but what he was was efficient, and that defense just smothered Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And you know, I gotta tell you, like. They, 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 as they continue to improve every week, man, they're gonna be they're they're gonna be a hard team to beat. Oh, I agree. Um, they Aaron Rodgers, I will say, just kind of looked disheveled. It, it kind of looked like there was a lot happening and nothing at all happening. Yeah. If that makes sense, um, a lot out of the pocket throws that I'm not used to seeing him throw. A lot of running that I'm not used to seeing Aaron do without some sort of attachment at the end. This catch happening, so I will say that I was I was quite thrown off by the Packers um, losing. It's because I was expected to see that dominant offense that I've been seeing yeah. the course of the last five weeks. I um, mean, we didn't see it. Um, speaking of another dominant offense that had a, they came out on top, but they kind of struggled along the way as well. Um, the Chiefs and the Bills, which were on Tuesday night. Um, yeah. Um... The bill, the they Chiefs struggled, struggled a, little a, 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 a little bit, but <laughs> I just put it like this: they put up two hundred and forty-five rushing yards. One hundred and sixty-one mm-hmm. of those alone were from Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, they dominated the time of possession, and Pat Mahomes. It may not have been the high-flying, you know, uh, the, the the greatest show on turf, as some have called them. Types of type performance that we know that he's capable of, but he still remained efficient. And if he can continue, if, if, I think it's smart to be able to also have this dominant running game and not have to rely on on Pat Mahomes carrying carrying their offense with these with 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 with, with these immaculate throws and things of that nature. I think it just makes them all the more all the more mm-hmm. dangerous. Not to mention, I think we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about this more later. Them adding Le'Veon Bell to this, <laughs> like, like scary, <laughs> absolute terrifying. I I, I do not like that. I and watching that big fine ass man Travis Kelsey run up and down the field it didn't make it matters worse better for me anyway, but. I when I when I said that when I learned I said because he was three teams he was down to the Bills the Dolphins and the Chiefs which I didn't see how the Dolphins kind of made sense because you want I'm sure you want to win again the Bills and eh. um and each hour kept going down so we'll talk about that later but ultimately I kind of figured that that's where he yeah um. So, definitely, next game going forward um, that, that I would like to talk about, last but not least, 
which I thought it would be interesting. And it, it came down to an overtime win, actually, was the Texans versus the Titans. <laughs> Some of that game in, in one name, <laughs> and you know who it is. <laughs> oh my God. Seeing him toss that grown that grown ass man, man with one arm. <laughs> they got the nerve to say, Oh, I've been doing too many curls. <laughs> I said, did he just <laughs> what the hell? Oh, it, it, it's, no, it's not the fact that you are like 6'5", 265, 70 pounds and can run faster than most than most defensive backs. Freak of nature. I see him come around the corner. Right? I'm just going like, to act like I twisted an ankle or something. Like, I'm trying to tackle that man. I said, oh, what's that? Look, what? Wait, what's going on? What's no? Okay. And baby, just watching him, I mm-hmm. said, "Oh dear God, I wasn't. I was well, not ready." Know, in the one least. thing I will say is that Mike Vrabel has that team playing this hard nosed brand of football where they play solid defense, run the ball, control the clock. That we see so many teams trying to try to emulate, like for example, the Baltimore Ravens and others. They just do it better. <laughs> I mean, like they just and it, and, it's, all right. and and it's one of those things. It makes them very hard, a very hard team to pick because you know if if they get on the stretch and they start wearing down a defense, it it's <laughs> they they're not an easy out. Um, I was very impressed with the whole performance. I I, I really think they're going. They, I I really think they're going to run on with that vision. Yeah, I do say the same thing. I I do think they 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 could run away with it quite easily. They definitely could. So absolutely. Um. So and watching, like I said, the Texans kept it close, but I Derrick Henry all by himself um, makes yeah. Ryan Tannehill look good. I mean, yeah, fair <laughs> point. Fair point. I, I I think I think I think Tannehill has learned to stay in his lane, which is smart of him. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to forget about his days in Miami because he's not that player anymore. Mm-mm. He's not that player. And and big ups to Mike Mike Vrabel and company uh, over in Tennessee for showing us something that apparently Mm-mm. some folks couldn't do. As I that I can say. So yeah, I'm I'm proud of him and he, and in all aspects of that. So. Well, that concludes our hit of the week, and I. (laughs) Well, we haven't. Maybe this is my second. Yeah, we haven't started the hits of the week. That was six from last week. No, I said that start. That oh, that starts our picks. That ends our picks of the week. Listen, woman. I'm listen, America. Engage. I'm a career woman. Works hard with a husband who's another full time job. That whole is a career woman. She come home and sell her couch all day. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, now you know. Ooh, you know you're on that because that is not true. Look. <laughs> That's it. You know, I got a good full-time job. Like, this show just for fun. This don't pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, she does work. Look. Look, Kenny, I wanted to sound like that bewildered sister. You know, the one that do. To be with, okay, and I'll try this. Okay, <laughs> listen, you should see my tired ass, like trumping back up into this condo. I'm like, <laughs> like okay, years of okay. Slave, bitch, she be tired. Okay, <laughs> only reason I keep showing up because they keep paying me, like, uh, so whatever. 
Right? I'll keep giving mama her coins. Okay. I do what I can for America, honey. I ain't shame. Um, so yes, our picks of the week from last week. Um, so definitely uh, we look forward to the ones coming up this week because there's a lot more interesting games um, that are coming up. But that just leads us into this. Yeah, week's so our hits of the week. Of the week uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I know we discussed. Um, you know, we're, we're we're about halfway into the NFL season, and there are some interesting topics that popped up this week. So we're going to start off just uh, with, with some with some topics that came up this week in NFL. But I wanted to jump back to the Le'Veon Bell discussion since we've already kind of started down that path because I wanted to like because I, I know you mentioned right. that the Bills and uh, Miami. And the Chiefs were the three, uh, the three, the three teams that he kind of bewildered. Right, right. So you know, Le'Veon Bell is not a spring chicken, and so I think that. uh, And I told you, and I told you (laughs) last week when we were talking about it, when he was when when he was first released, I said that he was going to go to a team that's a contender that has a that that has a, a real shot at going to the Super Bowl. He's not he, like uh, he. He's not going to go to Miami, and it wouldn't have been smart for Miami to pick him because they're rebuilding, and they have no need for an expensive aging running back at all, in the least bit. Um, the Bills, sort of, I think they they have high hopes for this season, but I think in their heart of hearts, they know that they're still a year or so away from being from being real for being considered real contenders for actually going to a Super Bowl. So the Chiefs made the most sense to me as as well. Um I think there were some other contenders that that should have gotten into the fray as far as that goes, but but like I said, I knew it was going to be mm-hmm. somebody who is a right here right now Super Bowler bus team. And the the, exactly. the the scary thing about this is Le'Veon Bell and uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire both have the distinct ability of being able to line up at wide receiver and and receive passes and catch the ball out of the backfield. So it just adds another weapon mm-hmm. to their arsenal. And good lord, like. I, I, <laughs> It's gonna be re- it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be really scary, interesting. Scary good, yeah, absolutely. Scary good. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, big ups to you, boo. You, you, I, I can't say you don't deserve it because you're one of the best at it. All right, so big ups to you and big props for pulling it off. Is all I can say. Um. So with that, I'm trading along uh, along the lines of that. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> How about them? As Stephen A. Smith says, how about Stephen them Cowboys? A. Smith has happened the Not time really. of his life because, of course, he is the biggest cowboy troll ever. And you know, you think, you think. <laughs> I mean, how many years? How many years has it has it been since Skip Bayless left ESPN? Because you know, that's how this whole that's how his whole hatred of the Cowboys Ooh. started. Because you know, uh, Skip Bayless was a one hundred percent Cowboys homer. And and Stephen A. Smith just used to do it uh-huh. to antagonize him. Skip has been long gone, and Stephen A. Smith has mm-hmm. still made himself the personal enemy of everything that is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> everything. Everything. Watching him march in with security <laughs> guards and shit, because he knew he was going to town. This man... 
And and let me just say this, and I think I've said it early on in the season. I will say it again. I will say it to the day it happens or the day they put his old ass in the ground. Either one, because that's the only way it's going to happen. The Dallas Cowboys will never be anything of great as long as Jerry Jones is still right. holding the reign of that right. horse. You can say your son is the GM and your daughter, your daughter is the vice. You can say all of those things, but the final decisions of yay or nay mm. comes to your desk, your call, your team. And when the players this week bashed your entire coaching squad for saying that they suck, they're inexperienced, mm. and nobody knows what they're doing, I'm going to be dreadfully honest and say mm. this to you. They don't. I Ezekiel Elliott had another three turnovers, and they got mollywopped by the Arizona Cardinals. Now, let me say, I give big ups to the Arizona Cardinals because they are a young team becoming good. Are they great? No. You you had an experienced quarterback behind the realm known as Andy Dalton. He ain't great, but he was able to get you one in some of the best receivers in this league and one of the perennial pro running backs. Some say I don't think so. But anyhow, you have that core. And you can't even score but three points in your last touchdown at the end. Yeah, listen, come listen, on, y'all. That defense is dreadfully atrocious. And I frankly, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. Like Mike McCarthy is a dinosaur. He's a fossil. Like he, sh- it, 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 he, he, uh, his time in the NFL has has left. It has passed him by. It left when Bill Parcells left. Well, yeah, I mean, like, he's right off in the like, he, like, he, like he's in over his head, and I hear him in these press conferences. And he tries to speak this, you know. He tries to throw like, terms of art from you know Moneyball analytics and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, he don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I didn't. And and to be frank, and to be honest <laughs> with you, I wasn't. I wasn't a believer of his when he was with Green Bay all those years because he had arguably like the best quarterback on his squad for years. They only won one Super Bowl. And that's because Aaron Rodgers had to put on his back and do it for him. And I, you know, I just, I, I, I think that he is a car salesman. Like he knows how to ingratiate himself with these old, with the old white men they had with the checkbooks. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. The other dinosaur. Exactly. And so they, the they other just dinosaur signed him group. his first year. So then I feel obligated to at least give him you know, a little tiny for you. Saw how long they stayed with Jason Garrett. Um, so yeah, I think that they just need to make peace with the fact that they're in a rebuilding mode, and that's just the way that it is. Don't know what to tell you. And you know, the sad thing is they still might win the goddamn division. I just don't. <laughs> that division sucks ass, though. They're, they're, I mean, girl, that division sucks ass. I, I what I don't when when you see games like that. Oh, like this Thursday, we all know nope. the Giants take on the Eagles. Bitch, I'm not watching that. Not at all. I don't want to watch that. So, but yeah, you you tend to those those things, and 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 like I said, you let go of the reins of the horse. You are worth damn near three billion dollars. Let somebody else enjoy the food. Carry your last to the iron. game. Get drunk. Hell. Go home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit, do what Tom did. Tom Benson, old ass, just showed up to the game. They got they drug his old ass out to the field when they won, and they rolled his ass to the back. In a story. That's it. You don't make decisions no more. You are the figurehead. You are mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, and you're still on it because you're alive. 
other than that, let you, let other folks do it for you, or your team will go down the hill each and every time and you've seen it. You stay with Jason Garrett mm. too long. How long is this project going to work for you? So, with that being said, I'll speak of another project, and this is going to be a very short project. <laughs> Matt Patricia of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I'm on a roll today, bitch. I got right, I'm going to let you handle this one, because I know you got feelings about Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> so, watching Fox Sports on Sunday, you know, the Fox NFL Live Sunday, they talk about it, and the owners... Hell, I didn't think the, the Clay Ford family with half of them was still alive. I thought they all in their 90s. But they're somehow <laughs> miraculously all still here. Anyhow, they said that if the Lions would have lost, would lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt R- Patricia would have been fired. If I'd have heard that from my team, if the Lions heard that out loud <laughs> or the players, bitch, I'd have missed every ball. Nope. <laughs> Not catching it. Don't want to. <laughs> oh, God. Good at it. I'm good. Another foul. So an, another whose defense was subpar in New England. You gave him well, a whole know, football team that is subpar. Go ahead, go ahead. And now I said, and now you go, and the 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 word on the street is if he loses a next one between here and game number 16, which bitch, that's eleven more games, you will be fired. So you have that bird on your back the entire time. Of going, Lord, I hope I win. And you're going to run into the team who's going to whip that ass one good time, which I'm sure is coming this week. But still, you are not a great – go get your ass another defensive coordinator job or if somebody else gives it to you. And go – or better yet, take the money you have and ride off into the sunset. It's, it's – it's, You know, it, it falls uh, into one of those things where, you know, the league for a while – and they probably still are doing this, but – they think that anybody that was even tangentially, you know, associated with the New England Patriots means that they're going to bring Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots to their organization. And that's not how it works. <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, it, it's just no. Like, but you know what, though? The, the funny thing about that game is you got two desperate head coaches because Doug Marone need to get he need, he's on his way out, too. Yeah, Jacksonville. Both of them need to get the Congo and golf and do nothing. So it's two desperate men try, <laughs> desperately trying to make something like, work. Like, I don't. Because Gardner Minshew is not the quarterback of the future. Uh-huh. He is not the ring. 70s porn star is not it. So, and poor Matt Stafford, who I think is a definitely a damn good quarterback if he had the right tools. You have mm-hmm. wasted, Detroit, you have wasted this man's years. And I hate when teams, I will say this, and I speak for any team, including my beloved Saints. I hate when a team does that to a young player. You are, you, you tank for him, you got him, and you spend the next four to five Rest years in being peace, Andrew Luck. garbage. Rest in peace, Sam Darnold, because you headed towards that same fate. Right. Because, <laughs> like, or better yet, y'all become backups. <laughs> The number one draft pick overall becomes a backup. It's it's you have wasted this man's perennial years, which he could have been on somebody's fucking team. I don't know, but anybody that it, but and the man who could have got him there, y'all fired Jim Calhoun, who actually wasn't a fucking bad quarterback. Y'all fired the man had a nine and seven season. They was in the playoffs, and y'all fired him. I'm sorry. But like I told y'all, be week one. They was like, oh no, shit, we getting too good. Nope, let's yeah. not do that. So again, so again, people, 
you do we you, these coaches are no longer the hot commodity as these people think they are. So I want to move on to what I thought actually. I was watching the game going, where the fuck they been at all season long? Oh, Lord. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I watched that entire game. I did. I did. Because I wanted to see how they would play under Raheem Morris. A, he's a black black man. So, of course, I'm going to root. Yeah. You know, I, for um, Raheem. I think, but, that, I think that this is... This, this season has become basically an extended interview for him because from what I, everything I've read from the local media and the beat reporters here in Atlanta is that the organization likes him a lot. The players like him a lot. Um, he's unproven, but you know, he's got this opportunity and so far he's off to a good start. It's the first time I've actually seen them play with some, with some energy and like, some gumption this season that's for damn sure um they was running all over the mm -hmm. field and hogging the ball and running catching shit i was quite i was impressed and no let me just be running i my sister and i have a rule as long as they don't play each other i will root for them and i want to see them do good because they are my neighboring city i don't like the texans i don't like the cowboys so that's not. And on the other hand, there's nothing else beside me besides the Atlanta Falcons. And New Orleans hates them un unknowingly. Mm -hmm. pronounced. Just, it's it just it's a dead hate. But if, if anything, I do want to see them succeed. But, but I want to see them continue. Now, is Matt Ryan the answer? Still no. Still no. One good performance does not negate a lot of years. Okay, but yeah, right. so that, nope, that kind of brings me actually to something I want to talk does. about because there's been there's been grumblings and rumors of you know a, some possible trades, and Matt Ryan was definitely one of the names put out there, and Julio Jones. Now, here's my trepidation uh -huh. about Julio because I don't want us to end up in a situation like like the Houston Texans where you trade away your best player <laughs> um, uh, and, and, you, and you're severely punished for it. However, the difference being here is I think that you could get a treasure trove of, 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 of draft picks if you were to trade him away and clear up some much-needed cap space. Same thing with Matt Ryan. I don't know who will take Matt Ryan, I'm, I actually was sitting around today thinking to myself because it would have to be a team that has draft picks and, and or young players to deal, and it would probably – well, no, Miami's not going to trade for him because Miami. they're banking on Tua Tungaloa. Um, and they still got Ryan – yeah, they still got Ryan and Fitz. Got Ryan it's going to be a team that feels so like right. they're only missing – one piece in its quarterback. So the first thing that came to mind for me was the Chicago Bears, or, or, uh, or the Minnesota ah. Vikings. Uh, yeah, uh, you know yeah, the Vikings came to mind. Um, I, I was, uh, I, you know, I up until last week after seeing the um the performance of that the, uh, that rookie out in 
um, LA, the Chargers, Herbert, I would have said them, but I think they're actually going to put all their eggs in that basket, which I don't blame them. Um, you know, uh, Denver. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, possibly. No. Um, but I think that I think that if they're going to do it, they need to do it now while he still holds some value to a team that thinks that they're a quarterback away from making a run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. That's, yeah the Washington that, that football too. team. Yeah, too. That's a good one as well. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I mean, from, from, from so, just, you know, from listening to the CEO, Rich Mackey, and, excuse me, and, um, you know, of course, Arthur Blank, they are. God bless that. He man, is. So and he's a smart he owner a because he, man. he, he, he 100%. I genuinely think that I think was in, was going to end up happening. I don't think that a deal for either of those players is going to happen before the trade deadline. Um, and I think mainly because Arthur Blank is smart enough to leave football operations to football people. So I think what he may want to do is solidify the coaching position and allow a coach to have a say so in how his idea of how he wants to build a team and then let them go right that like rather than his hand, team like, shall be hand, played you know, exactly like, to, to, you know handcuff a new coach before they even get there um that being said if if you get i would definitely leave that you know leave that door open for offers and if somebody comes looking for matt ryan and gives you anything whatsoever that seems advantageous whether it be picks or you know or some young players or whatnot take it get rid of the cap space and look towards the draft probably not going to be number one uh, but you know uh, who knows we could still be in the trevor lawrence few states all i know is that matt ryan is not it no at all no those days are coming. The train is pulling into the station. <laughs> the old people say. <laughs> oh, God. So, yes. Um, those are the three big teams I wanted uh, to go over. Wait, Did you have uh, You want to briefly touch on the uh, Tua Tagovailoa in uh, Miami? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Miami Dolphins. And the welcome to Miami receiving that he's <laughs> going to get this weekend against the L.A. Rams. Now. You didn't. Now that you've said that, I, I you should go well, first because I think. Well, yeah, because the big debate is, subject. you know, is is people questioning the timing of this move because I mean they are three and three, um, and they've been playing relatively pretty well. They're only one game. They're only one game behind Buffalo in the AFC. Right. East, and they brought in Chan Gailey as the office supporter specifically for uh ryan fitzpatrick so it it doesn't it just you know for all intents and purposes it doesn't look like this makes sense and the only thing that i can think of is there must be something that they're seeing in practice that we don't we're not that we're not privy to because this is this, that we're it, not this, it's actually extremely of reminiscent course. on uh to our introduction to tua in that national championship, he won for Alabama because nobody knew who the hell he was. And, you know, he just came out in that second half Mm-mm. and 
tossed a touchdown and won it. And it was so, so I'm not, so we're not privy to seeing what he's done and what he's been able to accomplish, how he's recovered from that awful injury that he suffered last year. Um, That's the only thing I can think of Uh, is is, is the reason behind it. But to be introduced to, I mean, to, for him to go out at this time against Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. Oh, I'm ner- I'm and I'm nervous. I know he's a good quarterback. Uh but it always makes me nervous, especially dudes who have been on the, the injury list and coming back from big ass injuries, and all of a sudden, Tada, you're going mm-hmm. against one of the best defensive ends in the country. Who who they salivate Dang, on young court. You you know I'm mm-hmm. right, Kenny. You know I'm right. They salivate. They like, oh I'm ready. Mm-hmm. They itch to get at him. You get what I'm saying? And so I just hope that – I just hope I, they know what they do. Well, I mean, it's good. This is going to be – Ryan Flores and company. It's going to be a make-or-break moment f- for him. Um, however, you know, I, I think that mm-hmm. I mean, the expectations for them aren't high. And frankly, like, as, as long as they don't – as long as they don't go and let him get destroyed <laughs> – by opposing defenses, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with this. I like, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them the leeway and uh, the leeway to to go with this decision, and we'll see what happens. All right. Well, <laughs> um, really quickly, I want to say this that I saw on TV the other day. The Washington football team will stick with their name through at least 2021. So I'm going to make my joke now, and I'm going to leave it there. So I guess they, the man didn't want to relinquish his 4,000 names, and y'all didn't fucking want to pay for them. <laughs> I, I still don't get it. I that bad karma is a bitch over in Washington, honey. I wouldn't want to play for the Washington football team. <laughs> Shit. I just don't understand it. But I guess, I mean, go go forth and prosper is all I can fucking say about the Washington. It's so hard to say, though. It's like a lot. You just can't say Washington Redskins. You just, it's, it, you're Washington I mean, football it's just team. Like, bitch, that's know, a lot. I like, forgot it was on how TV. How incompetent are you? You can't, you, like, you can't even get the name together of the team. <laughs> no, I mean that should be the easy part. And then, then you say that they, like they're gonna be, keep this name through. You said twenty twenty two. Is that what you said? Lord, all right. Yeah, yeah. So ain't nobody figured out no name by then. Y'all couldn't. The Washington Red, the Washington Blue, any fucking thing. I mean, football team, which we know uh, y'all a football this, team. This I got that. This is what, what happens when you let heterosexuals do like. Decide things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if it was the gays, honey, bitch, and gays, y'all know right. if it was us like, named, bitch, we'd have 400 names written on people's arms. And like, <laughs> which one? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, PowerPoint presentation be on point first thing in the morning. <laughs> bitch, I have my Starbucks late toss push play. Y'all watch. You welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Bitch, Betty, I would walk out the boardroom, go sit down with my leg crossed. Y'all come back and tell y'all mama which one of y'all like, honey. I, y'all know they got to pick one when you come the hell out of there. Okay. 
Listen, goddamn, goddamn straight folks. Um, reason why we had this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, keeping up with football, uh, as we march on into um, college football, as it has creeps along, uh, we both, I think, would like to say welcome yeah, back to the Big I mean, Ten. Welcome weekend. back. I'm not Welcome sure how excited I am about you it. You know, it's a damn that conference put together a whole season their first weekend back. back just because they want to give Ohio State a shot. That's it. That's it. And I'm supposed to uh-huh. act like I'm excited about this game that they're going to play against sorry-ass Nebraska this weekend. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Two million fans of the state to watch our show like Nebraska. What's that dude's name from UCF? Is he, he still head nowhere. coach at Nebraska? He What's the dude's name? He ain't going nowhere. Uh, uh, my old Nebraska oh. home, honey. That's you know my old Kentucky home. I guess my old Nebraska home, honey. I guess. I guess. Well, like I said, welcome back to the welcome back to the fold. I guess. And SEC football. Well, 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 well. Okay. I'm gonna start with Florida <laughs> just because I fucking feel like it. Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen, Florida Gators football team. Karma has everybody's address, and y'all coach opened y'all mouth and the entire football fucking team and their coaches have Corona nineteen. Now I don't wish that on anyone, America. I don't. You know, it, it's 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 horribly taking over the world. But when you open your mouth to a nationally televised program and say, "I would," our governor opened our state back up, and I would love to have. 90,000 fans in the damn in the damn stadium. Open air, mind you. That's fine. Whatever. And then your entire team catches Corona 19 and so do you. What does that say to you? I guess you talk to you know, too much. Now, the, is it? The, the arrogance and the hubris of college football coaches sometimes like it, it, it astounds me. And and he's gotten real quiet about it, too. That's the part that irks me. Like, you know, you just put your foot in your mouth. Just you know, step in front of a like step in front of a Zoom call and just admit it, because we know your ass is at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Well, you can't like, you. I packed up all the shit. Time to go. <laughs> Time to go. So you, of course, LSU and Florida was canceled this past weekend. We all know that uh, Nick Saban, who had who was tested positive for Corona nineteen, and showed up on field Saturday Saturday (laughs) evening and said, ta-da, I'm ready to go, too. Uh, We all knew if Nick Saban was barely breathing and could stand up upright for five hours, he was going to show up. I don't know how. I don't. We knew Nick Saban, also known as second in charge of heaven. (laughs) I I told, like I told you. Was going to show up Uh, on the sidelines. it It was the most Nick Saban thing in the world for him to contract COVID-19 have no symptoms whatsoever, and then show up ready to coach again three days later. It's the most Nick Saban thing ever. Like I like I can't even sit here and act like I'm surprised. Yeah. Just can't. I I, I when they said, oh, they don't have it no more. He 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 ready to go. Uh, but to think that Nick Saban was gonna let somebody else coach his team, I think we'll never know. I think uh, not. Yeah, well, I do, but point, you do point. know that wasn't. Well, happen. I will say, you do know that wasn't gonna happen. I will say, just you know, let's be realistic because you know that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> because I, I think uh, the odds are that 
Alabama and Georgia will face off again in the SEC championship um, come December or whenever they plan on playing it. And, you know, I, as I said before, we were going to see a great offense against a great defense. And I still think Georgia has one of those. But I mean, I, I, I even even as a even as a fan, I was astounded by what they were able to do. And and of course, it looked close going into the second half. But just you know, just the twenty-four for thirty-two passing by Mac Jones of four hundred fourteen yards. Excuse me, seventeen yards, four touchdowns. Najee Harris thirty-one carries, one hundred fifty-two yards. Devontae Smith, 11 receptions for 167 yards. They, I, one thing I can say about Nick Saban and he, him being the opposite of coaches like we just discussed, Mac, my, uh, Mike McCarthy, is he stays current. And he has completely just revamped what Alabama's culture is as an offense, whereas for years it was – you know, it was dominating defense, run game, and game managing quarterback. And now, and you could always count on Alabama producing some kind of stud running back because the list goes from, you know, you get Derrick Henry, you've got, uh, um, what's his face uh, up in, uh, in, in Baltimore now, but he's with the Saints for, forever. Uh, other, the other Heisman winner. Um, the other Heisman winner. Oh, yes. Oh, Who's your guy with the Saints? Oh, yeah, shit. Mark Ingram. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, no, 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 no. Mark Ingram. Yeah, like, yeah uh, TJ Yeldon. Like, there, Mark was like, Ingram, yes. there was like, a, you know, a line of them. And, of course, Najee Harris falls, falls in line with that tradition. But you start looking at the receivers that have been coming out of Alabama for the last couple years, too. Like, you know, of course, you know, Julio Jones. You know, you've got Amari, uh, Amari Cooper. You, uh, you've got Calvin Ridley. You got like these like that's what they're producing now because you know Jalen Waddle is going to be a first round pick. Uh, this new guy Devontae Smith is starting to make his name for himself. You got uh, uh, Rugs like it's that's that's what they are now, and it's it, to me it's remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, as much as you know the disdain for Alabama happens when they play LSU, I, it is it is remarkable. Um, speaking of LSU, they have their quarterback injury to Miles Brennan. Um, very, no one is saying what the injury is. I've looked it up several times. I have tried to read about it. There's nothing that it's just a very sustainable injury, and we won't know who LSU when they take on South Carolina. Will be throwing the ball on Saturday. Now, let me yeah. say this. I do hope it's someone <laughs> that can beat the South Carolina Gamecocks on Saturday night. Um, Miles Brennan, we wish you well. Um, hate to see you go, but mm, I, I don't know what else to say. Everyone said he's improving. I, I still don't see it. I know it's a rebuilding year, but still, it's still LSU to me. Yeah, I think I they should, should, they should. Um, should win. Um, but can we talk about really quickly that seventy-two yeah, points that Clemson put? It, on why Georgia does the Tech? ACC exist at this point other than Clemson? Because that's the same. But, but you know what? Though I just said the same shit about the Big Ten. Like it, mm-hmm. and I, I, as 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 the season goes on, I'm not really seeing a team coming out of the Big Twelve, and 
God knows what we're going to get from the Pac-12 if they ever play a game. Uh, they were supposed they're, they're supposed to start in the November. I don't know who's going to round out November, the first weekend in November point, because I, I think the world would explode if it was more than two teams in, from the SEC. But the way it's looking, it, I, I honestly think it's going to be two teams from the SEC, and I think it's going to be Ohio State. And well, no, I changed that. There you go. Ohio State, Clemson, and two teams from the SEC. I don't see any other way that any 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 other way could you can justify it being different. Yeah, you are right. Um, yeah, they don't come back to the November third. Okay, so they don't. Come, the Pac twelve doesn't come back to November third. That weekend on November the third. So yeah, I, it's a very shortened season for them. But in my opinion, who's going to come out of it and do anything? At this point, uh, Oregon is ranked number. Uh, they're mm. actually ranked, and I don't even know how that is. And when they've never played a game, um, Look, charity. But yes, I, I'm with you. I don't know how that even charity. makes sense. Which was? Oh, that's true. yeah, that is true. Um, you know, Miami took down. Where was it? Miami took down Pittsburgh, of course. Of course, South Carolina <laughs> beat up on Auburn. I know that I makes think you go, happy. Gus <laughs> Malzahn going to be uh, – I got his foot out the door if you don't keep – Of course, going to get this took, together. Yeah. And um, Texas A&M beat up on Mississippi State. So, Mike Leach and company got some work to do. And where the hell yeah, was this st- Florida State team a few weeks ago? All right, they're still there. As they beat up on number five. They they're still, still the same, there. But, you know, they – don't say they're still there. They did take care of business say it out loud. North Carolina. Say it out they, loud. I mean, it was decently watched. I don't know who they were <laughs> Say it out. Thank you. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just North Carolina. Say it out loud. Just, just say it out loud. We're talking about Tar Heels. This ain't basketball. You are. Just say it out loud. Just Stupid bitch. I swear. I swear. Um... Of course, we do have some great games to look forward to this weekend. I mean, in, in a sense, not a whole lot, but um, Alabama does take on Tennessee, which we know Tennessee got whooped this past weekend. I'm, um, I'm going to take a look at some of these Minnesota. Big Ten games. Minnesota isn't see, a bad team. I, I mean, you know, I remember what, what they have going on up in up up there. Um, and, and of course, you know, I'll watch Alabama. Right. But, I am curious to see, you know, I, I do think that Nebraska is going to get shellacked, but I am curious to see what Ohio State looks like you know, coming out the gate. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, see see what, what they got going on. So, as I said again, they, they are back in the fold, and let's see what happens. I mean, we've been keeping postponements and, and rescheduling and shit like that, and uh, I'm sure I'll be drunk by at but some point. Free, they play at 11. Oh, no, I might still be girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> I still might. Yeah, I mean, if you play at 6, I know I won't be, uh, I won't be uh, standing up right for that, but that's fine. Uh, um, so, yeah, so those things I'm looking forward to, especially with the postponements. Let's see if they goes off or how many more we will have, but I mean, I am I am commending some of the college schools for staying abreast and abrupt and staying out and playing their games as best as they can. But some of them are getting shellacked mm-hmm. on each and every event that you weren't even expected to get shellacked well, on. Um, so, you know, do you want I, to I uh, discuss real briefly the World Series? Uh, go back to baseball for a bit before we go to our picks. Uh, 
Yes, because my baby daddy was just my baby daddy just got struck out. And that was rude and fucking disrespectful. I got um, the game cast on, so I see this. Um, top as of the I think, are you watching or not? Sixty-four. Yeah. Correct. Um, so I am hopefully the Braves can hold on to this. Uh, not the the Rays. Sorry, not the Braves. The Rays can hold on to this because I would love to see them make this season interesting. I but you know what I do enjoy the most, and I know this is gonna sound really crazy. I do watch love watching the long faces that are on the Dodgers <laughs> sideline because they be looking so long. Well, I mean, they 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 want like they, they lost their best friend. and I know that they feel they feel you know it's debatable and depends on what side that you stand on this one. But I, I they true they truly feel that they were robbed. You know something that that they deserve by the cheating scandal in the Houston Astros, um, but you know, so I mentioned earlier though the difference between oh, yeah. this season and the past is is one player uh, is Mookie Betts, and I think that he I think he can be argued. Yeah, so I don't know if you can beast. put him and Mike Trout is. Uh, you know, A1 and one uh, A and one, uh, you know, one one and one A or however you want to look Ooh, at it. But I, I look at Mookie Betts play and he makes me he makes me very happy. He plays. Yeah, he reminds me of and, and Calvin Cowherd. Calvin Cowherd brought this up today and I couldn't agree more because as soon as he said it, it popped right in front of my face. But he does remind you of the 70s and 80s baseball where you've got these high energy like th- these th- these high energy game changing baseball players where it was where, ah. where you can see a player mm-hmm. you know hit a chopper in infield mm-hmm. run it out beat the throw steal second base steal third and then score on a squeeze play that's the type of mookie the type of player mookie best is and then not to mention he is fundamentally sound. He always makes the right throw. Absolutely. He's always in the right place. Like his base running is sound. He is, he's just, he's, a, he's an athlete and he's super exciting to watch. He honestly reminds me of a grounded and not crazy Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> right. And let's be realistic. Marcus Limbet is only 28 <laughs> years old. Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, darling. Hey. Hold, on a second, hold on a second for all our, our all our white people listening. He is only 28. to a movie, uh, 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 Eddie Murphy, cult classic <laughs> by the name of Boomerang. And the character he was referencing was played by the phenomenal and legendary Eartha Kitt. The movie is hilarious. It's definitely worth worth watching. Going going to take a look at it. It's actually, it's actually on Netflix as we speak. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> it is on Netflix. I watched it the other night. I could not. You know how you, even though I know there was heaps of shit I could have watched on DVR or Netflix period, it came across my screen as things I should watch. And now I literally sat there. I forgot to wash clothes. I almost forgot to take a shower because it was watching Eartha Kitt to me. Yeah. Oh, and, and one of those women that you go, get she was a badass. In the movie as well. You know, and. Grace Jones plays phenomenally in that movie as Strong J. Hey! Right. And of course, of course, a of shout out to the late great John in that movie. Uh. <laughs> right. it was, it was a, I laughed like I had seen that movie for the very first time. 
Like it was, it was one of those movies. So when she said Marcus Island, that was one. I think that for me just does it each and every time. So yes, Marcus is only twenty eight years old. So I think he's going to be. And the LA gave him heaps of money, like most teams do. I agree. But let me say I this: agree. I think he earned it, and he will show why they gave it to him. That I will be. I, I do right. think that much of all these other ones. Hey, Bryce Hopper. Uh, yes, but I, well, right. I think the so, Dodgers yeah, like, will get their money. The, the size of that, I do he, think that. he brings Absolutely. this energy and, and, and fire and hustle to that team. That I think for me it, is the difference between them. They've always had stars. They've always had good players. They've always had talent. I think Mookie Blaylock was uh, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Betts was is the is was the missing piece. And I really just, I think, of course, I think the Rays are going to win a couple games. They'll keep it interesting because they are a very talented team themselves. I just, I, I just think that it's the Dodgers to take this year. I, I really do. Absolutely. As much as I don't want to admit it, I'm not going to lie. I, I do think the Dodgers are going to win their first title in almost mm-hmm. 26, 27 years. So go figure. Um, so absolutely, I I I, I I'm going to uh, say the Dodgers. I'm not. I'm not going to go as far as to claim that. I think it could go seven, but we'll see. I think it could go seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Rays get on the hot streak, you are right. You know, you are right. So definitely, we look forward to that. But right now, we're at the bottom of the ninth. Um, the Dodgers need two to tie, three to win. Um, so I'm hoping for a great series going here on forward. Like I said, I'm proud of our Braves, as we say, as I will continuously say. Um, but yes, yeah, that's where we are tonight. Um, moving on mm-hmm. into our picks of the week, there are some good games going on that I'm actually yeah. Excited let's to let's, see. let's start with the game um, of the week because I'm really looking forward start? to this one. Um, I am looking for. I will be sitting there with bells on for Pittsburgh and the Tennessee Titans this weekend. <laughs> I am very much, very much looking forward to that game. Yes. I want to see yes. some hard nose, like in your face, smash mouth football. And I know both of these teams are going to deliver. Like both teams have these stout defenses, these front sevens. Both of the teams run the ball well. Titans, of course, better than. Um, I think that, I think mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh has a defense. And that offense is developing and developing fast, you know, with Big Ben showing some flashes of his old self. And we can't, we can't yes. deny that ben, Big Ben throws one of the best, if not the best, I would say second best behind Russell Wilson. But he throws one of the best deep balls in the league. I think that's going to get. I think that's going to give them the, the advantage. So I am going with the Steelers. They're going to remain undefeated and go six and zero. Um, and I will, but I do think that the Titans will be able to keep it close because I think they'll be able to at least you know hold on to the ball with some time of possession. Um, so right, they're so, good. At yeah, that, so I'm going to go Pittsburgh their time of possession ball control is actually really good. Um, Pittsburgh by five. I'm going to say I'll join you in that because it's going to be a pretty tight game. It's going to be a pretty, pretty tight game. Um, 
Because the Titans, even like I said, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, that defense is ridiculous. But um, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, that uh, T.J. Watt, who's, of course, the brother of J.J. Watt, um, helps that defense on the back end. It's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good team as of what we saw last year. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of Steelers. I know a lot of Steelers fans who are listening. Y'all are big ups to y'all. I, I, I think they're doing a great job this year. Um, the next one on my yeah, list, which I'm actually be, excited I think it's going to be good too. Um, I'm actually want to turn in. I want to tune in and get a good look at this, uh, rookie quarterback, uh, in LA for the Chargers as well, because he's making, he's making ripples. Um, and it's going to be, I'm curious to see how this class develops with, uh, with um, you know, Tua down in Miami, and you know, and and you know, and and what's his face in Cincinnati? Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Burrow and in, in Cincinnati. But um, who oh, Joe Burrow? It's, it's definitely a hard one to pick. But again, I'm I'm still Russ is still my MVP, uh, my MVP vote. If I had you know, if I had one, but of course you know, I'm I'm not professional, <laughs> so. Uh, Right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Almost yeah, go. We gotta work now. We gonna get it, bitch. <laughs> okay, um, Chargers. Chargers. Hmm. You said I thought was... about this because Kyler. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I heard. Um, I'm sorry. I got this. No, no. They play the Cardinals. They play the Cardinals. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, girl. We gays. We're allowed to mess up. <laughs> we gays, girl. We're allowed to mess up. Um, I uh, you going for that? You going for you that? You know what? I, I'm gonna go out okay. on a limb. I'm gonna stick my foot out. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm gonna say Cardinals by three. I think I that offense is getting a little bit more explosive. They're getting it. And if they can, like I said, I, I mean, say, they, they beat I the Dallas say, Cowboys. This, they don't say this, a lot. They, but they're they going in at a last very game. vulnerable defense. I, I, so it could be a shootout. No. Yeah. Because Seahawks defense nah. isn't that, you know, it isn't that great. It isn't the Legion of Boom anymore. It isn't. So we got we got some other shit to look forward to. So definitely. Um, the next one on Ooh, our yeah. list. Ladies and gentlemen, so we go through pre production Uh on Mondays, usually Tuesdays, depending on how our weekend has been. (laughs) And usually when we talk to my dear sister, usually you have to catch her. Then we say Chicago and Los Angeles, the Rams, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh bless her Lord! Uh, you know, but these are the these are the off these are the off production moments that we just say to each other, "Bitch, now you know we." Just, right. <laughs> but they make y'all laugh and they make us laugh even more because we right you know exactly. We about, but we <laughs> we ain't, we ain't spring women no more, honey. We forget shit. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you had alcohol too. You lucky. We still know what the fuck we talking about. <laughs> But the Bears and the Rams, mm-hmm. Nick Foles, who the, his team is five and one. Did you? Oh, was it five? Yeah, five and one. 
I do. I do still love What's him. What's going on really with do. the Bears? I really Mitch do. I'm sorry, I don't know, I know Kenny loves you, but I... I love Ooh. that man. <laughs> man. He treats me like you do. Okay. I just love yeah. him. I love him. I yeah. Do, I do. Right. But, um, I'll, I'll say I'm back, y'all. I left him for a second. That, you know, yeah, they pulled out that win against Tampa Bay. However, what I saw was a backpedaling, you know, a backpedaling Nick Foles in almost every play. And in Dominican Sue and that interior line giving him fits. And if those guys are going to give him fits, Aaron Donald is going to have a field day. And Nick Foles is not mobile. He lumbers. I think that LA is going to win this game. I think Chicago is going to get humble, and I don't really think it's going to be close. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go Rams by 14. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Caveat being, we'll see what type of game that Khalil oh, wow. has, but still, I, I, okay. I don't think it's going to be close. Well, you took Oh, well, all right, bitch, get it. Um, so okay. I'm going to go with the Bears. N- yes, I'm going to go with the Bears. Um, I'm starting this, and I could be wrong. I, I and I, you know me, I'm going to say when I'm wrong. I'm going that Nick Foles magic. I'm starting to see a little bit again when he has a supporting cast. And um, I just I'm 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 starting to see a new spark under that group. I I I, I don't know, and I, I think maybe just because they beat the Bucks and I wanted them yeah. to, and then they went out and did their thing. And so I just want I want more. I want more from the Bears, except when they play the Saints for five weeks. I want them to win this week so they can lose next week. That's probably a bit more. Than you, know, more you know, you pay, so. <laughs> You know, they play the Saints next Sunday, and I want them to lose. So. <laughs> I'm with all the petty shit, honey. You know, that's I, my yeah, you know, I can't be. Like, you ain't. Calm down. Uh, um, I do have a sleeper pick, um, and I do want to see Teddy B plays against his former team this weekend as the Saints take on the Panthers. Um a bit interesting thing because he plays against his former team. He probably gets a little insight. Mike mm-hmm. Thomas is back from the fold after whipping Chauncey Gardner Johnson's ass at practice. Uh, um, you know, we're now labeled as the bad boys of football because we can't. We like to fight and shit. I, I guess. Um, but there has been mm-hmm. rumors and rumbles that we'll see a, a sighting of Jameis Winston this week. Don't know how true that is, but you know. I'm going to still take my boys of black and gold, but I just wanted to put that out there that it's it should be an interesting game because they're without, again, Christian McCaffrey and all them boys, okay. but they still have Ronnie Anderson, and Teddy B is starting to look a little bit mobile. So, yeah. So that, because I think those were the most interesting games. The rest of them are NFC East <laughs> games, and, well, we all know we talked about that earlier, how that shit goes. Not with our time. Uh, that that <laughs> didn't do what we wanted it to do this this year. So anyhow, um, not not at all. Well, that concludes our picks of the week, and I 
always introduce this section because it's fun for me. And I know he told me yesterday that he had some shit to talk about, and it made and I and I actually had to read up on it, and and I'm I'm quite interested to hear. It. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, the, and, and gays, this subject's going to be Ryan. a little bit more serious than the rest of the show, but I think it's an important subject for anybody that is marginalized, where they should be able to 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 understand where I'm coming from on this one. I want to talk about the University of Texas and I want to give a nice good fuck you to Chris Del Conte, the executive, excuse me, the athletic director at the University of Texas. If you're not familiar, the University of Texas has a tradition where they play their alma mater, where it's a song called The Eyes of Texas. And essentially, this song is just the eyes of a Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon you, blah, 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 whatever. And they have a tradition after every football game where the band will play that. And the football players are supposed to stand in front of the band and salute the fans and et cetera. Well, the history of that song was that in 1903, the song was written as a minstrel show and, and performed by white people in blackface. Um, and, and, you know, if you don't know the history of that, I encourage you to explore it more. However, it's extremely disrespectful and, and overtly racist. And, and it, was, it was meant in, to be that way and written with that intent. So, as we know, this, this summer has been marked by sweeping uh, calls for social justice and change and somewhat of an awakening in our society in this country. And so the players have, uh, a, a major- actually pretty much the whole team has, has taken to protesting the song. And so they have gone into the locker room at the end of games and they have not participated in this, you know, quote unquote tradition um, um, a- a- after the games as they usually have in years past. Well, this has created somewhat of a power struggle between the players, the fan base, and the boosters. And I don't have to explain to you the dynamics that that represents if you're a sports fan, because as you'd imagine, a lot of the football players are black. A lot of fan base is is not. And most of the boosters that have the money to be able to enforce their that type of influence most likely are not and so Chris Del Conte has has came out trying to at first he was trying to enforce and make the players stand out there and salute the fans and then he walked that back a little bit and 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 started to say he's just encouraging the players to respect the tradition of the university my rant is against the use of tradition because tradition is a bastardized word that completely ignores the reality of the history of the University of Texas. The uh, University of Texas did not have a black football player letter in, in mm-hmm. football until 1970. They didn't allow a opposing team to let a black player on 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 the field until I believe it was 1954, and he was met with jeers and racist, you know, racist cheers, etc. Everything that you could imagine, you know, of that time period. 
you, the, the school resisted desegregation. Those are just the realities of our history. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that to to denigrate or attack the university, but we do have to be honest about our history. And so my question to him would be, think about tradition and what that means to a black player playing at that university. It's not it doesn't give him the same warm and fuzzies that it would you. And I frankly think that Mm -hmm. that that tradition is often used to justify discrimination. It's been used to subordinate human rights and the worth, and more important, more importantly, the feelings of others. And I simply will say this: if your, your if your tradition, your if your tradition tradition has anything to do with subordinating the feelings and the worth of one group, or uplifting the feelings and worth of another group to the denigration of another, then your tradition needs to be changed and is wrong. You need to look it in the eye and, and be honest about it. And if it, <clears throat> if it does those things in any sort of way, then your tradition is bullshit. And so don't try to sit up here and tell me that or, or any of the players that, 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 mm-hmm. that have a problem and feel disrespected or don't feel pride in the song that was clearly meant to disrespect them, that they should just, you know, respect the tradition of the university. No, fuck that. Be honest. Be real. Because the reality of the situation is, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. That's what it's telling me. And we all know whether it's, this is across the board, because how many times as queer people have we heard the buzzword or the terms of art used to discriminate against us? traditional family values, the traditional family unit. You know, it's the same thing whether it's branded against whatever marginalized group. And I'm a firm believer that injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. And so to Chris Del Conte, fuck you, read a book, you're in academia, I'm not buying this tradition of the university. It, you, you're just telling your players you don't give a fuck about their feelings. It's more important for you to have your pretty little picture of these players saluting your fans or whatever the case may be. Um, and to the, the, the young men at the University of Texas that are standing on what they believe in, I'm here with you. I salute you. I support you. And I hope that you stand on your principles as, as you go and play Baylor this weekend and after, after that game, I hope that you continue to put up the good fight and make the good trouble. And that's all I have to say on that subject. Well, <clears throat> well said. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I had to read up on this. And, you know, we're in a day and age where Things are listened to and not taken kindly. Your words can be taken out of context. Um, what you do as a school can be broadcast and and made public to anyone. And watching, I actually watched an interview that sent that stated, and it had it was off the Texas subject, but it simply said, "Remember, we're in a time where people can make you or break you." 
and your university right now is doing the football players. Let me not say your university, but the football players are doing something mm -hmm. that should have been done a long time ago and standing up for those that couldn't do it to begin with. And so for the for for the for the as as America likes to call us the blacks, the African-Americans, the whatever you call us, we still make your university great, whether you want to believe it or not. And so I think when you when those, those old universities, because I call them the good old boys, those old universities that still rich in tradition, such as Texas, I even it's hell, hell at times, mm -hmm. even LSU. You got to remember that we're in a new day and age. You, that's what you got to remember. If you don't remember shit else, you're in a new day and age and certain shit is not going to fly and you're going to find yourself on the outs with a whole lot of people. And sometimes mm -hmm. your bolsters might, your bolsters and your alumni might say, fuck you too. So, I mean, kudos to the Texas football team. I will be watching you guys this weekend. As I said, again, I didn't know very, excuse me. I didn't know very much about it until you told me about it last night, but I did read up on it. And I am mm -hmm. going to watch the game as well, just so that I, I want to see exactly what happens and what goes forth from there. Um, on a, on a, as we come towards another end, um, I hope everyone, I did on this last weekend, I know you said you mailed yours in. I'm going to preach about it until the 3rd of November. Early vote is up at a high all-time high of 89% more than what they did in 2016 has already gone up. People, please get your asses out. It took me 15 minutes, roughly. By the time I walked to the car, walked inside the Smoothie King Center, and walked my ass back out of work. the total of 15 minutes, work. I counted. <laughs> I had more than got drunk. I'll be fine. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm a career woman, honey. I can do that. It's, you know how some mamas be like, girl, I went to work, went to the gym, juggled the babies, had sex with my husband. I just went, they had brunch, had sex with my husband, went and voted. I did those three things. It was a lot of unnecessary shit. But I, I want to say that we are in that time where we are in that crucial point to where your vote, don't think it does not matter. Because I also heard the likes of Ice Cube and 50 Cent speak up today saying, go vote for Donald Trump because of the platinum plan and this, that, and the third. I'm going to say this as nicely and calmly as I can. I know this is going to sound harsh, and please, please, boys, gays, and all things, don't take me wrong. Anyone that knows me, I'm not. Niggas, don't be fooled. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I thought about how to say that as best as I could. As best as I conceivably could have said that. So please forgive me. That is okay. my mouth. But my heart and my mind are in, in agreement. Don't be fooled. To remain mm -hmm. relevant. To re Ice Cube don't need to remain relevant to do a fucking thing. And well, we know 50 cents. Uh, so get your asses about your chairs. Take you and your grandma. Y'all walk. Some people are standing in line for 11 hours. This is the time to do it. Um, but again, here at Who That Rises Up, we want you to know your vote counts, your vote matters, and so does your opinion. So please, Facebook, yeah, Instagram, please go by our Facebook um, page. Who that rises up, up is now uh, has its own Facebook. official page on Facebook. Drop us a line, like us, talk to us. You know, we are we're 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 both on there now, responding, dialogue, giving us your opinion, ask questions. 
Yeah, let, let's get into it. So that we can do sports talk there too. I love it. You know, just hit us mm-hmm. up. You know, hit us up on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Who that rises up on Instagram? I love it. I yeah, underscore who underscore that who yeah, underscore rises who underscore up on uh on Instagram. But yeah, yeah dialogue with us, engage us. You know, I I I think we're interesting people. Yeah, you know, we may not be very good at this, but at least we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> 165 people last week said we are but hey bitch I got this um, and also hopefully within the next I know the holidays are coming up so we're looking to do something fun with you guys I will possibly more than likely be visiting my sister so there may be a video posting of this podcast coming up. so y'all can look at our beautiful faces and see who the fuck we are and I know we posted pictures of who we are on our Instagram page um, we will be uploading them to our Facebook page as well so you can get a taste of who's who right. or what we say we are and the two drunks that we are but very informative drunks I will tell you that god damn it <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen on behalf of myself my very good sister and best friend good night remember <laughs>